everyone. This is David DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in, we've got Mr. Kirby Atwell. And Kirby is a very accomplished real estate entrepreneur. He's a trainer. He's a he's done a whole bunch of stuff with real estate, all the way from flips to buy and hold. And these days he's kind of more in the vacation rental business. So that's always very, very cool. And Kirby, I think you're the first guy I've interviewed who is a graduate from West Point. That's impressive. <laughs> I've always, we're up here in Canada, but you always hear about West Point and, and all these cool guys and gals that, that graduate from there. So uh, you spent a lot of time in the military, over a decade, if I'm not mistaken. Is yep. that correct? Yeah, exactly. 11 years. Yep. All right. So, hey, welcome on, on the show. Glad to have you. Thanks. It is great to be here. It's an honor. All right. Well, I was at the pleasure of being on your show not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> great talking cheek because we just interviewed, I just interviewed with uh, Kirby this morning at the time that we're filming this. So Kirby, tell me a little bit, how did you go from military to real estate guy? How did that transition happen for you and why? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think it spawned as a result of hating my life when I got to my first duty station. So <laughs> as you mentioned, graduated from West Point, that was in 2005. And I was stationed down in sunny El Paso, Texas. And I was assigned to a, a very uninspiring unit. There was some, some leadership challenges. There were some personnel challenges. Just we weren't doing a whole lot, slow op tempo. And it, it just, it was miserable. And so I thought being fresh out of college that this is just the way work life is. And so I decided early on, I always had an entrepreneurial niche or itch, but I decided early on, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to be at the whim of, of a bad boss or mm -hmm. somebody else telling me how to spend my time. And I was always really and, interested. And there's not much back talk in the military, is there? Is it, yeah. <laughs> even if they are a bad leader. So, yeah. so I was really interested in the harder I work, the more money I can make that, that whole model. So I read a lot of books, finally got Rich Dad, Poor Dad in 2006, and immediately started buying a few rental properties while I was in the army. And in 2011, got out and decided I was going to do this full time. So that's how it started. Very cool. Very cool. All right. And then what did you start doing? Because if you're an active military officer, and you know, were you doing flips or what were you doing when you first started investing? What kind of deal? And so when I was in the army, I was buying rental properties and I was using conventional financing because I had a W-2 job. Yeah. Once I got out, I didn't really know how to invest in, in properties at that point because I that's all I had done is use the conventional financing route. So I just started flipping because I had gone to a bunch of meetups and that seemed like the thing to do. And so for the next five years, we flipped all around Chicago. We flipped about 70 properties, wow. myself and my two partners. And that, you know, it seemed like that's the model that makes sense, you know, because I, again, I, they didn't have these 4% or 3.5% loans that they make to LLCs now that just didn't exist back then. So I couldn't get good long-term financing. But after five years of flipping, I basically, I looked up and I'm like looking at my finances and I realized we've made millions of dollars but I'm not in any better financial situation than I was when I started because we spent millions of dollars in marketing and personnel and office and project managers and all the stuff that comes with growing a flipping company. So I had no assets to show for it. And that's really when I transitioned into rentals and realized there's, there's a lot better way to build wealth in real estate. 
Yeah, the challenge is, and, and I've never been a flipper, but I did do rent to own for a, a few years. And basically, that's just a slow motion flip, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you're into the deal, you're out of the deal. In your case, you know, three, four months, probably. In my case, it was two, three years. But still, at the end of it, you got to go over and start all over again and do another one to create that cash flow or that income, I should say. It's not even cash flow, it's, it's income. So it's, it's, but it's basically a job is what you've got, right? You stop doing the deals, you stop making any money. But here's, here's a question I got for you, Kirby. It's a big switch going from that kind of active real estate income from a flip because you're getting that pop of cash after three or four months or five months or whatever it is. And that puts the, the bread on the bacon on the table for a while mm-hmm. when you're doing rental properties yeah for sure you're over time you're definitely building up that net worth you're building up cash flow you're doing all that kind of stuff how were you able to transition to replace that income in that short period of time because because typically you're you're not making great great income from rent yeah exactly yeah that's a great point and and so initially I sat down with the spreadsheet and I said, if I can accumulate 24 properties that are the Burr method properties where I buy them, rehab them, and then refinance them, and I can build in $40,000 of equity by doing the rehab into each one, and I can create buy properties that will create about $500 of, of passive cash flow, yeah. then at the end of it, you know, my plan was one a month for two years. At the end of two years, I should have a million dollars net worth and I should have $12,000 of income forever. And so it was very simplistic math, but I kind of set out to do that. And I, and I got to the end of two years and was at 26 units. And so, so it worked out really well, but at the same time, I had to be flipping and wholesaling too. So, you know, it wasn't, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So that was what paid the bills while, you know, I was building this portfolio of rentals. But at the end of that, what I realized then is I've got this problem that I've got 26 rentals. And, and the way I was doing it, I was getting voucher tenants in these properties. They so were, what, is, what, is, what are voucher tenants for people that aren't sure what yeah. So most people are familiar with Section 8 vouchers, which is basically subsidized housing vouchers. But I went to the VA and there's this program called HUD-VASH where the VA gives a homeless veteran a voucher the same way they do a Section 8 voucher and it pays for their rent. So being a veteran myself, I wanted to support vets. I had a passion for this. And and so it worked really well. The rent rate that the VA paid was high enough that the cash flow made sense. But once I accumulated 26, there was a lot of issues that come with that. A lot of challenges around keeping the properties in, in great shape and the challenges that come with, that cause somebody to become homeless. So I realized there has to be a better, I wanted less. doesn't make them a great tenant is what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So so even though the cash flowed well, it was very unreliable. And that's when I, I started looking at other options that still were high cash flow. And I could do that birth strategy, but didn't have all these these issues. And that's when I transitioned into vacation rentals a few years ago. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there. This is Dave Debo, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. 
Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com. All right, very cool. So did you transition the properties that you already had in your portfolio into vacation rentals, or do you have a bunch of those, and have you gotten different properties for the short-term rentals? So there, there are new properties that I, I purchased. So I sold off the 20s, all but one of the 26. So I've, I've got one left in Illinois. We had moved over here to Indiana, just still about an hour outside of Chicago, but much ta- more tax-friendly situation and a better lifestyle over here. So I started buying properties here on the southern tip of Lake Michigan, and they work extremely well for short-term rentals. And what I realized is I don't need to own 26 properties to make the same amount of income. Each of my properties at a minimum is making $1,000 a month through short through the short-term rental model. So I could own eight, 10, or 12 properties, and it is plenty to pay my our costs on a monthly basis. Very cool. So basically, you're able to generate the same kind of cash flow with half the properties and a fraction of the headaches. <laughs> exactly. <guessing. laughs> exactly. Yes, it's a much more automated process. The properties stay in tip-top condition. They're cleaned a couple times a week for, by our cleaners. So it's just a model that's that's much better, in my opinion. All right. So at the time that we're recording this, we're kind of heading out of the whole COVID thing. Hopefully, who knows, there might be a fourth wave peeking around <laughs> the corner. But how did that affect you during the, the height of COVID? Was Were your properties in an area that people were doing staycations at? or Because it seemed for a little while like the whole vacation rental business was going to take a real kicking with yeah. the COVID. But I know a lot of people just did amazingly well, thanks to the location of the properties. Absolutely. It's, it's really is a, a, a tale of two cities or whatever you want to call it, where it's- Or city like, or not city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Because you can- So for me, it was a very temporary, you know, everyone, everyone shut down. So it was like all short-term rentals were vacated or, or their bookings were canceled. But that was a very short period of time. And pretty quickly, people still- wanted to travel, you know, responsibly with their family. They a lot of them had canceled big vacations and so they just wanted to drive somewhere and stay somewhere. They weren't going to stay in a hotel because there's 100 rooms there. They wanted to stay in a, a house. And so for us being in Northwest Indiana, which is an hour outside of Chicago, near Detroit, near Indianapolis, people from those cities came here last summer particularly and all through the winter actually and it really improved the occupancy levels because they they just wanted to get away and and it it was set up perfectly for that. So so yeah, it just depends. I mean, if you had an island booking or an island listing somewhere that you had to fly to to get there, I think you got crushed. Some of these luxury ones on the beaches were were really hurting, but a lot of them are back now. So yeah, a lot of the ones in the middle of cities were kind of really hurting for one yeah. as well because. Everybody's wanting to get out of Dodge, not come into Dodge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very, very cool. So what does, you know, you, you had that initial very simple math for the Burr strategy that you, you implemented. You switch gears once you figured out that's more of a pain in the ass than it's worth. And I, I, I don't blame you. What does the simple math look like for your current strategy? What, what, are, what are your mm-hmm. goals? Because I know from reading your website, one of your philosophies is, a smaller number of properties with higher equity and much higher cash flow versus 
you know, we know, we hear a lot of people in sexy stories about I've got 150 doors. Well, that sounds good, except they're making $12.50 per door in cash flow per month. So what, what yeah. is, how do you see things and, and what's like the perfect portfolio for, for, you know, not becoming a gazillionaire, but replacing your job income? Exactly. Yeah. Great, great question. That I get asked this a lot, or we talk about this a lot in my community as well. And and I think the main thing is you got to really understand you and your personality. And for me, I want the least amount of headaches. I know the lifestyle I want. I want to be here. I live on a small farm with my family and I love being here with my kids and want to be, have the most amount of time possible. I don't care about the vanity stuff anymore. Like I don't want to own a thousand doors. So to me, I hear you know, a hundred doors or a thousand doors. And to me, that's a hundred leases that I have to think about or multiple, you know, many multiple properties that I have to, you know, manage all the, the moving pieces for. And to me, I'd rather have very, you know, all my properties are within this, within almost walking distance in the same town, extremely easy to manage, great economies of scale there. And so my properties are very, I'm pretty conservative. So I, all the properties have to meet the criteria that they would work as, as good long-term rentals first. And so I know if another COVID happens or some other big issue happens, I can convert them back to long-term rentals and they're, they're okay. They don't do nearly as well as short-term. So they're very affordable properties, similar to the same prices I was paying for the properties I was renting long-term previously, but they just make three, four times as much on a short-term basis. And so, you know, it's, it's typically my typical property is around like $75,000 or so purchase price, another, maybe 50,000 into it. It's worth maybe 175 afterwards. And it rents for in the summer, about $6,000 a month on Airbnb in the winter, it's about 1500 to 2000. So it's very seasonal here, but still covers it's better than the thousand dollars a month. It would have got as a long-term rental. Yeah, no, most definitely. So, I mean, in your worst months are better than your best month would be as a regular rental. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. So Kirby, time flies when we're having fun. If people are are watching this and they're kind of inspired by your story and your philosophy about fewer doors generating more more cash flow and and having more equity in this, how can they find out more about uh, Kirby Apple and, and what you're up to? Yeah, so over the last two years, really, I've been working on developing a, a program that's very specific around helping people get their first really high cash flowing vacation rental. So it's it's designed for people dependent totally dependent on their their day job, and they, it'll take them from having no passive income to having a really high quality high cash flowing vacation rental set up and and optimized. And that way you can use it as a template going forward and just stamp that process out as many times as you want to get to your financial freedom number. So, so I've got a webinar coming up that's going to explain my process for how I find properties, how I get them set up, and then ultimately how I manage them. And it's an overview of that process. So you can just go to livingoffrentals.com backslash webinar and can find that, that webinar there and, and it goes through that whole process. Fantastic. And we'll make sure we got those in the in the show notes. So livingoffrentals.com. If you want to find out about Kirby in general, livingoffrentals.com forward slash webinar. If you want to find out about the course and see if this makes sense for you. Kirby, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. It's been great. All right. All right. Take care. 
See you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.